you guys so much for joining the One More Idea podcast. This podcast is a place for you to get motivation, self-help, and uh, get some life-changing business ideas. And, you know, we always say that uh, Thomas Edison says, I have not failed. I found 10,000 ways that won't work. All he needed was one more idea. And that's what me and Michael DeLuna are going to do today. We're going to sift through all the bad ideas and give you one more good idea, a life-changing idea. Isn't that right, Mike? Yes, absolutely correct, man. And I don't think that you can have enough encouragement and inspiration throughout not just your day, your week, and your life. And that's what this show does, man. So I'm fired up and ready to do a great episode today. So we hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode of the One More Idea podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, Mike. How's it going, buddy? Good. It's going well, man. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I've started to say this. It's a good day for a podcast. It's a very it's, good uh, day. Very good day for a podcast. It's Friday, man. I'm excited. <clears throat> yes, sir. Well, I'm ready to jump into this. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you are. And, you know, um, we got to give a shout out to the listeners. I know you guys are out there hanging with us, you know, uh, keep pushing Keep, keep reaching for those goals, and when you feel stagnant, it's time to uh, – maybe that thing that you need is just one more idea to push you through, you know, to push you through to the other, to the other side, you know, because uh, whenever we feel like we've plateaued and we've flatlined, we just need something that's going to spark a new idea. And that's what this podcast is – that's what it's here for. It's for you guys, the listeners, to get that next idea so – uh, man, what you want to kick us off with some idea blitz today? Uh, yeah, man, I do. Uh, I do. I wanted to say that, like, you just you said something that is, you know, pretty profound about the the plateau. Uh, a lot of people like spend too much time on that. And basically, let me just say this: like, what that is, guys, for those that are listening, is that it's a it's somewhere where you're at where you're not you're not really going backwards. Uh, but you're not growing either. And some people say it's uh, it's uh, where you're comfortable. And so I'm going to I'm going to say my idea. The first one is basically get out of your comfort zone man. do something that makes you feel uncomfortable today. Because uh, one thing that I've learned is when you're uncomfortable, that means you're you're growing uh, whenever you're pretty comfortable. It means you're doing something that you're just so used to doing over and over to where it's like you're not you're not really adding any more um what's the word like not stress but you're not you're not adding any any more value if you will because anything that's that's new anything that's a challenge it's going to feel uncomfortable when you're first starting so my first idea is is find something that makes you uncomfortable and and do it like just just do it just like nike would say that's good and and that you know uh one one of my blitz ideas um is i've been thinking about this okay there's some people who, uh, it, and I almost wanted to make this the big idea, but my big idea, I just, I really, I want to focus and keep that in its, in its position, you know, but, uh, like not everybody has the tools to handle situations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot of situations that, that maybe in leadership we're trained for. And then some situations, mm-hmm. Some people just have coping skills and other people don't. Mm-hmm. And my uh, real quick blitz is to 
do whatever it takes to get those coping skills, you know, uh, take, take a step back and look at yourself and try to look at yourself and think in, in the word that I have that I would just summarize it with is you need to have bumpers around you. So like if let's say you wake up first thing in the morning and uh, you spill your coffee and you're all of a sudden you just explode with anger and frustration that that's a trigger. And you know, that to me, if, if you just react to that situation just immediately and just explode, you don't have a, the right bumper, right? You need to replace your bumper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of situations and what'll happen if you, if you don't have the right coping skills, if you don't have the tools that you need to handle these situations, they'll start to compound one on the other. And you will find at the end of the day, you're stressed out, you're worn out, your, your spouse is stressed out too. And you can't have a conversation and you just, you always have to take a break. You always have to just retreat and just have alone time. Like, it, there may be a problem that you're experiencing with not having coping skills with situations in life. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a, kind of a blitz idea, maybe somewhere in between blitz and yeah. big idea, but that's, yeah. that's a big thing. You know, you got to have coping skills mm-hmm. and I wish I could, I, I don't really know how to teach that besides in our last episode or one of our last episodes, I talked about, you've always got to grow. You know, and that starts with being honest with yourself, realizing that you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. We're in this together. And maybe your one idea, this blitz idea is that you don't have the bumper. You know, we're playing bumper cars. We're always bumping up against people in situations. And sometimes it turns into a wreck when in actuality, if you would have had the right rubber bumper on around your car, you could have just like bumped into that situation and bounced back real quick. And it wouldn't right. have affected you and damaged, completely wrecked your car. And now you're in this situation where you can't move forward because you're looking backward to a situation that you let completely take you over. So, wow, man. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good, man. Um, so I want to, you know, that's and kind of in line with that a little bit is um, learning. I, I, I found this out the hard way, but sometimes like learning a creative way. To, to say no. And, and so I'll give you an example. Let's just say that somebody's proposing that you do something and your schedule is just not allowing it. It's nothing wrong with telling that person, oh, you know what? Um, I'm just not able to do that. Um, perhaps we can try something else. And it's just a subtle way of telling somebody no, because I think a lot of times we, we as, um, you know, servants, people, people that like to serve, like it's very difficult when somebody asks you to do something for you to say no. And so I would just say, like, learn how to because sometimes over obligating yourself and halfway doing something, you're, you should have just said no anyway, because you're not putting your full uh, strength into it or, or your full capability. So I would just say, learn how to say no. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Any more blitz ideas here? I'm ready. I'm ready for, for the big idea so we can spend a lot of time on that because it sounds like you were okay. pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'll tell you guys, I was on YouTube and I found recently found this guy. His name is Jacob Collier. Okay. And he's a, he's a music prodigy. And look, I'm just gonna uh I'm just gonna search him on Wikipedia real quick and just give y'all a few facts real quick. So 
He's a British musician and producer. His music incorporates uh, elements from many musical genres. Uh, he has, let's see, what's notable? I'm not really seeing it here. Every single one of, he's released like three or four albums, and he's gotten a Grammy on every single one of them. Wow. And I think he received a Grammy before he was even 18. Don't quote me on that. I'm just saying like this guy, he, he has perfect pitch. Um, he, he is just like a, a musical prodigy genius. And I think he's our living uh, Mozart, you know, just like he is like a musical just – and not only is he a musical genius, but he's an emotional genius too. He just really understands like social things and just, it's really, really cool. The depth that he has. And now there was an interview that a good friend of his, uh, now Jacob Collier is, let me see how old he is. He's 27 right now. Okay. Eric, so Eric Whitaker did an interview and Eric is 51 years old. Now, Eric Whitaker, uh, like with the Juilliard School, he he's released. He's a composer. Um, he's released like tons of songs. Uh, I mean, he, if you know anything about composers, he's like one of the top dogs, top three. Like he, uh, you know, he's worked with like um, like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. He worked with uh, Hans Zimmer to like produce one of the. Uh, you know, the, the musical symphony for one of those movies. So right. he's, he's like one of the top dogs. Now, Eric Whitaker admires Jacob Collier. And that's like a huge for somebody of Eric Whitaker's, you know, just uh, prestige to recognize somebody like Jacob Collier. So mm-hmm. I say all that to set this up, that there was an interview and I wasn't expecting to get big ideas out of this. Okay. I'm just watching an interview of these two big wigs. I'm like, man, this is cool. You know, like I love Jacob Collier's music, Eric Whitaker. He's, he's like a legend. He's the goat, you know, and yeah. he's interviewing yeah. this guy. And so uh, one of the things that they talked about was, uh, you know, when, when you find fr- the friction, you need to take a step, take a step back, but also a close up look. So in, instead of backing away when the pressure rises, you got to push into it, make light of it, and find the fun, find the ideas. So that's one of the big things that stood out to me to kind of set the stage for this big idea is that, you know, here's a guy where const- their life is built on writing songs. Right. Right. Yeah. So he was saying that he, he was in this position with a composer – Jacob was talking about this. They both were kind of, and they were talking about how when they see friction in life, they, they dance with it. They don't let it just like uh, push them away. And I thought that was so interesting that, you know, we find friction in life and situations and we just want to get angry and give up. Right. But maybe the big idea for you today, instead of backing away when the pressure comes on push into it make light of it find the fun and find find the ideas that are the hidden treasures that are within the friction in the frustration in the toughness and so i'll go on and tell you a few more things that i found from this this interview uh jake uh eric was talking to to jacob about like how do you 
how do you like write songs? How, you know, cause Eric was saying, you know, for Eric, all, all of his, like when he writes a movie, it's almost like writing a book. Right. And it starts with a single idea that he calls like the golden brick. And mm-hmm. this golden brick is at the centerpiece kind of like radiating to all the other ideas that branch off of that. And he says, but that golden brick is the idea that sparked it all. So uh, Jacob said, well, what I, I kind of work like that, but uh, I would say you have to know your frequency and know when to grab a good idea. He said, if you're needing inspiration on an idea, you can't force it. You got to let the idea know when to breathe. And he said, and here's what happens. Okay. I have a great idea but I can't force it. So he said every now and then you might fall into this kind of place. Like if you have a day when everything you touch seems to turn to gold, have you ever had that Mike? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything you, you touch seems to turn to gold. Oh yeah. For so, sure. Then you go back to that idea that you had that you're hanging on to that you weren't trying to force that you might've had a writer's block with, or you just couldn't come up with ideas for. And then you unleash everything that you're experiencing that day on that idea. And he said, sometimes uh, when, when he's looking at a, a ideas, it's, it's not, and I think this is a great idea. Okay. If you're trying to do something different and leave your mark on the world, a lot of times when we're writing books, writing stories, trying to uh, create a presentation, it's, we want to do what we always do. Right. But he said, yeah. when you jump into writing a song or trying to create something new, Think like this. Sometimes it's not what I would do. It's what would I not do? What, what would I, you know, if I'm trying to write or create something, it's very easy for me to go into this with everything that I would always do, you know, like writing a song. This is the lick that I always use. This is the progression. This is where I go on the piano or what, whatnot. He said, so he aims to give himself goosebumps. And if he gives himself goosebumps, then he knows that he's achieved success. So, right. uh, and okay, so there's two more things and then I can't wait to kind of hear your ideas on all this. Yeah, yeah sure. So he, he says, <clears throat> uh, man, and this is like, when I heard this, I was so glad because we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about growing and Jacob says, you know, with each album that I go into now, these are albums that like, this is a guy, he knows the formula for success, right? Mm-hmm. And he's telling you, if he can impress himself, if he can give himself goosebumps, he's achieved success. I think mm-hmm. there's a principle to that. When he goes in to write a song, he doesn't go into it thinking like, what would I do that's good for me? What would I not do, right? So mm-hmm. there, there is a mindset that this kid has that he is understanding early on. And one of the biggest things that I, I got from him he said, so there's two axes in learning absorbing. Uh, there's an absorbing stage and he like kind of did like this Pac-Man mouth. That's just like eating up all this information. And then he said, and there's a sitting stage. And he said, what happens is when, when I'm trying to do something new, I'm trying to take in as much as I can from different inspirations and different sources and different things and different like uh, teachers and because I'm eating, I'm absorbing, I'm taking it all in. And then he said, and what you have to do is you have to sit on that until it's t- and wait until it's time to absorb again. And he said, and while you were sitting, you were creating. So it's, it's kind of like this, the first axis is like, I'm absorbing, absorbing, growing, learning, growing, learning, growing, learning, growing. And then once you're full, 
it's I'm, I'm sitting, I'm creating, 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 producing, creating, producing, creating, producing. And then once you've sit while you're sitting and creating long enough, eventually you'll know when that point is to start absorbing, 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 and then creating, creating. And he said, this is the process that I go through with each one of these albums and it's produced a Grammy uh, for each one of them. So, mm-hmm. and, and then the last thing is he said, honesty is the most interesting uh, thing as a musician. So trying to be someone else doesn't translate as well. So he said when he's writing music, it, and this is something, man, I teach voice lessons Mm-hmm. And the big, the biggest hurdle for singers to overcome is they want to sound like everybody else. Right. They, and this, not just voices, every instrument, but with the voice, it's the most awkward because if, if I'm a singer and I try to, it's almost like you're trying to emulate somebody who, like, let's say if I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's somebody who's so unique in his voice and the, his uh, accent and the way that he talks. What if he were to try to emulate like Robert De Niro? You would still know that he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it would sound really weird because now he's like trying to sound like Robert De Niro, but you're like, why is he doing that? Like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He shouldn't try to sound like him. Like, he right. should try to sound like it, like, get to the chopper, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The, you know? I'll be back. Like all those things that are very like, you know, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. If right. he would have tried to be somebody else and not just be honest with himself, like this is who I am. I'm not weird. This is how I sound. It, it um, if, if he would try to be somebody else, he might not have been the guy that, that we know and love to this day, you know, because trying to be someone else doesn't translate as well. You have to embrace who you are and be yourself. So that's it, man. That's that's the big idea, and I'm excited to hear kind of some things that stand out to you. Yeah, that's uh, man, that's powerful, man. I was actually taking some notes as you were speaking, and uh, so uh, that was that was awesome, man. I, I was I'll say this. Um, so let me let me ask you if if there was a lion a lion chasing after you versus a suitcase full of money in front of you. Which, which would motivate you the most? Would you get away from the line or would you go towards the suitcase to try to pick it up and have millions of dollars in your pocket, but potentially could be eaten by the line? Um, wow. that's, that's a question because human notes, human nature is, 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 is bred to, to, um, run as, as quickly away from pain. Uh, we want both. We want pain and pleasure. But if I had to choose, I would, I would get away from the line versus picking up a million dollars. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'd rather have my life than to have all this money and getting eaten up by a line. So so I always use that little, you know, analogy, because what I heard in what this person is, is saying is that a lot of times we run from pain. And that's why I think we do what is just so natural. Like, you know, like if I know that, I, you know, I could, you know, like basically, you know, let's talk about playing an instrument like you were saying. If, if something's comfortable, sure, we just kind of keep going back to that same lick or that same, like for me, a feel that just feels natural. But during during practice, like like my biggest aha from that was was don't don't try to sound like somebody else. And also was like, don't don't do what's what's normal to you. Like kind of we, we I sort of started thinking about this last week was like just being unique and, and thinking outside the box because. 
a, a lot of um a lot of like the lack of growth in my life has just been me being like trying to be too cautious and and trying to be too like just I know this I've mastered this so I'm just going to keep doing it the same way I've always done it but like like we were just saying a minute ago man I just think that that's the enemy of growth because you're not going to you're not going to try something different because you're just so used to the same way it's always been you know but that that um pain like it, uh, decisions are made by human beings are they're meant to avoid pain um or to gain pleasure and so either or so when you're talking to an audience you you know you can always captivate somebody when you're saying i'm gonna help you get away from pain or i'm gonna help you gain more pleasure and so i just got I, that just came to mind when you started telling me to, this uh this big idea man <clears throat> well i'm curious mike um because that that's the first thing i talked about was when you found friction do you do you take a step back and cower in the face of friction or uh what like he was talking about how certain composers, there's a lot of pressure when they're trying to make a movie, right? Because they have a deadline. Um, there's a lot of people all around you. Um, or when you're trying to write an album, there's the publishing companies down your back, you know, and, and everybody's expecting a certain thing and, and everybody's around you and everybody's watching you and everybody knows that you have to produce something. He says, you know, you don't back away when the pressure comes on, you push into it. And uh, he said that when the pressure, that's, there's two different types of people. There's some people, whenever uh, they, they flourish uh, in the moment, like whenever the, like I'm a music, as a musician, I thrive live. I, I can't even play what at my house the same way that I do live. And I've never been able to understand that, but it's because I thrive in the pressure. I get inspiration from, from the bad, from like the friction. And that's kind of what he's saying is that, you know, it's all a head game. It's all a mind game. When the pressure comes on, you know, you have to have the right headspace to be able to thrive in that. You know, when the pressure comes on, push into it, make a lot of it, find the fun, and then you'll find the ideas. That's good, man. Um, you know, that reminds me so much of um, the there's a saying or quote that says no, no pressure, no diamonds. And uh, it caused me to start like researching because I'm kind of like you, man. When I hear something, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let me let me check it out. Let me research it. But I did this like quick, you know, two minute, I don't know, like motivational little moment. And man, I researched diamonds and I don't know, you know, if you if you find a diamond, it's really not impressive. It's like a rock. There's nothing like, nothing nice about it. And what it is is that it takes immense heat and immense pressure to turn it into what we're so used to a diamond looking like. Like shiny, very pretty, bling bling, costs a lot of money. But you know what? When you first see it, it's raw and it needs the pressure to develop it. And I and for me, I think about that, man, being a raw like person that doesn't know anything about anything. And the pressures of life, man, if you don't run from it, if you learn the lessons and everything that happens, you can become that diamond, man. You can be you can be beautified, if you will. But but you can't do it without the lessons that, that sometimes pressure teaches you, you know. And like you said, like I watched uh, I watched a game last night, a football game. And um, 
I'm a I'm a Houston Texas fan, and like literally, man, that the, a rookie quarterback started yesterday last night against one of the top ranked defenses in the whole league. And I started watching this guy because I'm like, you know what, this dude's probably like in his early 20s, like he's never been on a stage this big before in his life. And I was watching how he handled the pressure because I love mm. seeing that. I love seeing that because you'll see the true people that – I mean, he, he did okay, but obviously he's a rookie. So he made mistakes. And the thing about it, man, is that you, you listen to these comments on social media and on ESPN, and, like, everybody's like, oh, man, he's not good at all. I mean, you know, he's not going to be – but the thing is, man, you have to think about this. Like, how do you ever get to be good if you don't – if you don't – if you're not um, up against the pressure of a live stage of a of a live, I mean, I've made mistakes playing live before, and I've made big time mistakes, you know, uh, on stage. And I'm like, oh my god, like that. I, I I feel like just backing down. But then I actually started doing what you just said. I embraced it. I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it again next week, and hopefully I won't make the same mistake because I learned from that mistake that I made last week, and I practiced it to where I was ready for that part in the song. Cause I, the whole time I'm mm. just thinking, I can't wait till that time that I get my little solo. You know, I'm not going to, I'm going to nail it this time. And when you finally do it, how do you feel about your confidence, man? What happens? Like it goes through the roof, man. You're like, Oh my God, if I could do that, like, okay, what's next? What's the next level? Mm-hmm. You know? So no pressure, no diamonds to remember that it takes pressure, man. So here, here's a couple of questions for you. Uh, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this because he said sometimes it's not what Jacob would do. It's what would Jacob not do in, in the challenge yourself. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, some, some, somebody told me something very, very funny. And uh, I was talking about losing, losing weight. And a guy told me, he goes, let me ask you a question, man. Would you take advice from somebody that's overweight that's telling you how to lose weight? And I said, I might not take advice, but I would watch what they do and I wouldn't do it because obviously mm. it's not working for them. So uh, a friend of mine that's in uh, he works for a financial advisor firm. Same thing about money. Like if, if the person that's telling me about money doesn't have money themselves and doesn't know how to reproduce money, then why would I take advice from them unless I look at what they don't do? And say, well, maybe I should do that. Like they're not saving, they're not investing it. So maybe I should do the opposite, and I'm I probably will be more successful. So I, I agree with that. I think that you should you should focus on that as as well as you know the things that you should not do also, because that it, that that matters. And then here's the next thing: how, how would you apply? He said, Jacob said that he aims to give himself goosebumps, and then he'll know he's achieved success. How would you apply that? You know, let me let me say this. Let, let me say this, Michael. I, I saw this this movie. Uh, it was about Motown. And, you know, since we're talking about music, let's bring Motown up, man. Um, that the, the way that Barry Gordy would release a, a record is he would ask his artists, if you had two dollars left in your bank account or in your pocket, would you spend it on a sandwich or would you spend it on this on this record? And if they say the sandwich, he will make them start all over again. So. I thought I thought about that when you said that because he 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 knows what perfection and he knows what um let's see he knows what success is and success is I mean like you said earlier man have you ever had a day where everything you touch turns to gold like what if you can bottle that up 
and reproduce mm. that every single day. Because some days just don't go well, man. You're like, you know what? I wish I was just stay in bed or I want to go back to sleep. Like one thing after another. I get it. You can't always have weather like today. It's not always 65 degrees and beautiful. But if there is some way that you can you can set your mind up to where even if it doesn't look like this, your mind thinks that it's beautiful outside. Your mind thinks that it's like California weather all year all year long, even if you it's a there's a hurricane because it's all about how we approach it and how we talked about this before, Michael. How do you perceive something versus the perception? I mean, the um, perspective. So it all goes back to that podcast we did, the perspective versus perception, because that was mm-hmm. that was a game changer for me because. It's all about how you perceive it, man. It is is this is this problem I'm having right now going to produce a um, a lesson, or is it just I'm just cursed? You know, it's it's how you perceive it. Like for me, I don't mind the bad days because I know that it's it's shaping me up. It's it's refining me to be that diamond that I know I am. So it's yeah. how you look at things, man. It's not it's not how. You know, oh, this is uh, I have a bad I have bad luck. I hear people say, man, I have bad luck. Well, you know what? I don't believe in that. I, I feel like we attract what we put out. You know what? What what my mindset yep. is, what what my what my, what am I speaking? We believe that as believers, like what you speak is what you're going to get back, man. So if you're always talking negative, guess what? Negativity loves it because they're going to they're going to be attracted to you. But if you're if you're speaking positive things when you wake up and throughout your day, then that's how you can create a life where no matter if there's a storm or not, your 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 mindset is that it looks like it does today, you know, weather wise. It's very pretty. And your life could be that way, depending on your mindset. Hmm. I love that, man. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'll give you one more question. Uh, it, Jacob talked a lot about he said, look, I look at everything like there's an axis, you know, like you you tilt one way and the other constantly and he said you know in the beginning stage of writing there's a lot of learning and then in the as it progresses there's a lot of like sitting on what you learned and creating so how would you apply this principle of like there's two axes is in like doing things in life you know and i even think with this podcast you know um, maybe this is kind of, I think this is such a powerful idea to end on because we're talking about giving somebody one more idea and it always comes back to maybe that one more idea is growing because if you're learning, you're growing, but there's kind of, there's two sides of the coin to learning and growing. You learn everything right in, in the beginning. And then as it tilts to the other side of the axis, you apply everything that you learned, but then you don't just sit there. Because that's what happens when we plateau. We stop growing, right? That's, that's why people plateau. That's why people hit a wall because they stopped growing. And then if you want to push through, you have to tilt back over, you know, kind of like you're saying, would I take, if I was trying to lose weight, would I take advice from myself right now? And if I'm plateauing, the answer should be no. So then what you have to do is tilt that axis to the learning and growing stage so that whenever it does tilt to the other side, you can say, yes, I I would take advice from myself because I've been learning and I've been growing. And uh, if you think about it, you're not really taking advice from yourself at that point. It's from all the people you learn from. So, uh, so I, I guess to package that in a question, how would you apply the two axes in learning? 
Um, you know, I, I think for one, you have to, um, you, you have to stop and, and I think analyze yourself at all times. I, I think a lot of, a lot of the truth is, is that here, here's something profound, you know, whenever you look in the mirror and I mean, we could do it while we're brushing our teeth, we could do it while we're combing our hair or whatever. And when you look at yourself, like realistically, what, what, what do you think? Like not just you, but just everybody listening. What what do you think? Do you do you see yourself as as a work in progress? Do you see yourself as you've you've already reached your full potential and there's nothing else for you to do? Do you see yourself as uh, an intermediary, a beginning stage of something, or do you just like like not even see yourself as a significant being in the first place? Like there's so many people that I talk to day to day that. They just feel like they're just another person in, in, the, in the world of billions of people. The truth is, is that everybody has a story, man. And we've talked about this before. You're still writing your book. You're still writing your movie. We talked about your music. You're still composing your song. Like, it's not done yet. And so the thing is, is that when people give up on themselves, it's the most tragic thing that you can see because there's a song in everyone. There's a, a movie to be produced in everyone. And there's a book that everyone's writing and you read autobiographies. And so do I. And mm -hmm. when I, when I get to the end of those books, I'm like intrigued. I'm like, wow, that person lived a very significant and purposeful. That's the word purposeful life. And all I, all I'm going to say about that is that if you feel like you're not living your best life and you're not living a purposeful life, then you are on that plateau. That means that you're not growing, but you're not going backwards. You're just kind of like making enough money to get by. You're just kind of doing what you really like, but not what you're passionate about. You kind of have a good like relationship with your friends and your family members and your spouse, but it's not what you anticipated and thought it would be when you were five years old. You're not living the dream career you thought you would have. Well, the thing is, is the saddest thing that I see is people that march on day to day, do nothing about it. Don't pick up another book. Don't listen to our podcast. Don't go to seminars. Don't follow somebody that they really admire, whether they're younger than you or older than you. Because for the older people out there, sometimes you think a younger person can't teach you. But in Michael's uh, big idea, the, the guy is 20 something years old. But it does not matter about, you know, age. What matters is is finding something that you can learn from every single person that enters into your life whether it's good or bad or whether it's somebody that's overweight and you look at it and say, I don't want to be that way. And so I'm going to look at what they do and don't do what they do. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. We are consistently. It, this is the aha from my whole the whole 33 minutes is we are consistently consistently learning something, whether it's good, bad. It's going to be a positive habit, negative habit. We're learning. And, and to top that all off, we as human nature, we want pain to we want pain to go away. And we want pleasure to remain or get better. That's the reason why their substance abuse is through the roof. Because with COVID, COVID's like, okay, that's painful. How can I escape that? So people turn to the bottle. They turn to pills. They turn to whatever. And so right now is the best time for people like, like us, like you and I that are believers, to attract people to, to God. Because people don't, we don't really have anywhere else to go. There's a pandemic going on. There's you know, financial crisis. There's so much going on that honestly, man, I guess to the long and short answer is you always have to be learning to get off the plateau. But just know that when you get to the next level, you're going to plateau again. But you realize 
I'm stagnant. So what do I need to do? Who should I be talking to? Who can I go to that's going to encourage me to get my butt off of this plateau and get to the next level? We all have to have confidence in our life that will push you to be the greatest person that you can potentially be. And my big idea and, and my blitz idea for the day is to find that person. Find mm. that person that you can bounce ideas off of that's going to tell you the truth about yourself. They're not going to sugarcoat it, man. I, you know what? I had people that told me, my mentors, the truth. You know what, Mike, you might think this and this is what your perception is of you. But let me tell you what I think and what some other people, some of your other colleagues are thinking. That is the hardest thing to digest because you think that you got it all going on. The truth is, is that you may have some flaws that other people see in you and you just don't want to hear it or don't believe it. So you need real, authentic people that can tell you exactly what you should be doing and what you're doing wrong. And call you out on it and hold you accountable. We all need it. We all need accountability, no matter. Yeah. <laughs> smoking, smoking hot because it's true. But the thing is, is that remember, remember, here's the thing, Michael. The reason why people don't like to be accountable is because what I said a moment ago, we, we run from pain to pleasure. Mm. And accountability yeah. is painful, brother. It's painful. And so that's the problem. That's the issue. And when you get past that, wow. you're ready to go. You're ready to be successful. Oh man! Well, I tell you what, I got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm fired up, man. Yeah, you me know, too. It it all like comes full circle because you know uh, why why can't people take on criticism because they don't they don't have coping skills. Why why don't they have coping skills because they've plateaued? Why have they plateaued because they've accepted advice from themselves? You know they they it it all like correlates and it all like just kind of comes full circle all, all of these ideas like i've just it's a big aha for me in this moment because it's like it all connects if, if you have bumpers on you'll better be able to like wow man that that advice kind of stings a little bit because you know i'm realizing they're right yeah and, and i'm think- admitting they're right and, and it's, you know, it's not a diss at my intelligence. Like I'm smart. I'm a smart person, but you know, it, it is, it kind of hurts my ego a little bit, but because I have these coping skills that I've developed, I'm able to take that on. And because I, I'm taking that on, I'm learning, I'm growing. And because I'm learning and growing, I'm creating ideas. And because I'm creating ideas, I'm producing results and, and my results are good and they're consistent and they're constant. And, and, you know, wow, I feel stagnant. Well, let me, go back to this learning phase and it's like none of this works man i I almost want to say like none of this works if you don't have coping skills like it it all kind of comes back to you got to know your frequency and know you know when to do certain things in life and and i think it's so key in what you said you've got to be able to take a step back and look at yourself and the last thing like like we said Honesty is the most interesting thing as a musician, but honesty is one of the most interesting things with this whole self-help, one more idea, trying to grow to the next level. You've got to be honest with yourself. You you have to look in the mirror and be like, this is who I am. This and and not lie to yourself and try to be wanna be something like, you know, when people take personality tests. Sometimes a lot of times they get the wrong result because they're answering the questions on who they want to be, not who they are. That's true. That's so true. You know, uh, and if honestly, you were to take it, go ahead. 
Oh, well, I was going to say just two seconds, man, before we land the plane. I think we found the the uh, honestly just listening to us talk. I think we found the recipe and the the equation to what equals success, man. Like you you basically just said it. It is it is a, a, a compound effect, if you will. You know, not having coping skills leads to all these other things. And I think that honestly, if you can do what we just said, there's no reason why you can't and won't be successful. So. That was huge, man. I think we discovered something today, man. Honestly, it's the mindset of a prodigy. <laughs> that's what it, it really is. is. It's crazy. It's the mindset of a prodigy. That's that's why that's probably why prodigies happen. They have uh, nothing holding them back. They're just able in their mind. They're just and, and I would say a prodigy. Here, let me just look up the definition of. I looked it up a second ago because I thought it was so interesting. Uh, a prodigy definition. Okay. That's here. A person, especially a young one, in, endowed with exceptional qualities or abilities. An, a, a, uh, an impressive or outstanding example of a particular quality, an amazing or unusual thing, especially one out of the ordinary course of nature. Boom. That's, that's it. Out of the ordinary course of nature. Because it's, it's not, you know, we're talking about a mindset that's not ordinary, you know, and, and for them to, to be able to, to do these things, you know, a lot of times a prodigy is somebody, it typically is somebody young, but I do think that'd be something to study, you know, like what, what allows a prodigy, what, what's like the environment for us to be a prodigy? Like, can we just go back to it? Honestly, it'd probably be going back to like, you know, unlearning some of the things that we learned as, as children, you know, like going all the way back to the beginning unlearning those things. And if we have the right environment, if we have the right surroundings and atmosphere and culture, then it's like, boom, we are now prodigies. Well, maybe we can just go back and just try to unlearn some stuff, man. You know, cause like you said, people, uh, people just need to, people need bumpers. People need to be able to hit a really toxic, bad situation. And just, I was telling somebody the other day, this whole little situation, he's in his early twenties. I was like, this is a speed bump, dude. This is this is not something that should be holding you back from getting the best out of life that you want. Like right. there's, you know, if, if this girl is uh, doesn't want to be with you and breaks up with you, there's somebody better out there for you. There's yeah. like 7 billion people in the world and you're, you're hung up on one. <laughs> you know, there's 7 billion opportunities you know, are, well, thousands of opportunities for you to find somebody else who does want to be with you, who's not going to say no. And you're hung up on one. You know, I just think, you know, we've, we've got to be able to have coping and, and that's a coping mechanism in my mind. You know, when I was dating, it wasn't hard for me to deal with breakup because I knew, well, there's more fish in the sea, you know, and there's yeah. somebody who, who will like me for me. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, so there's coping skills that people need to develop. And, uh, man, you know what? I'm going to try to do some research and our next big idea our one, one of the next ones, I'm going to come prepared with some coping skills to help people get some bumpers on their car so we can yeah. play bumper, bumper cars, you know? Well, you know, I'm going to, I'll say this, man, if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'm going to land the plane today, man. And say this, we, we were talking about pressure and I want to just say this, man, you, do you know why <laughs> I, 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 this is crazy. Do you know why? Diamonds are so expensive. It's because they are so rare. 
So listen mm. to this. So listen to this. Only a few diamonds make it through the pressure process to become a diamond. Only a few of them. It's, it reminds me Ooh. of the, the few, the proud, the Marines. Remember, like you join the Marines, like you have to go through boot camp. And it's like it's 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 crazy that what they have to go through. So any Marines out there or any military people, we definitely salute you. But I'm going to say this. If you make it through the Marine Corps, now you can be called a Marine because when you first start, you're not a Marine. You're They don't mm. call you a Marine. Well, you're not a diamond until you go through the pressure in order to become a diamond. And the problem is, is too many diamonds don't make it. They crumble under the heat because it takes heat to refine them. So, you know, if you just somebody broke up with you or if like you were saying to this guy, I, I hope he's listening. It's it, it is true. There are other fish in the sea. But listen to this. The only thing that the, the, what's happening to you right now is you are being refined to be the diamond that you are meant to be. And some mm. people don't make it. Some people have a breakup and they end up jumping off a bridge. I mean, I hate to say that, but it does happen. But you're better than that because you're on the path to not only mastery, but a path to becoming a diamond. The pressure is what gets you where you need to be. Mm. Man, that's good. That's so good. Yeah, well, well, hey, I know people listening to this, they've got some takeaways. So we'll end with that. You guys stay blessed. You guys have an amazing day. And uh, thank you so much for checking out the One More Idea podcast. Thank you so much, y'all. Well, on this episode and every episode, we always like to close out with a uh, Albert Einstein quote. You know, and he says that we cannot change our problems with the same thinking that we used when we created them, when we found out about them in the first place. So what it's going to take is us uh, changing our thought patterns and trying to come to, to the realization that there's good ideas out there. We just have to know what they are and, and we have to push ourselves to grow outside of our comfort uh, in order to have that life changing breakthrough idea. Yeah, and there there were tons of solutions, suggestions, and strategies that we gave you today in every podcast. So we challenge you to use these in your day-to-day life and share it with somebody and invite somebody. And uh, let's help change lives. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you all the next episode.